0: Hi, you're listening to Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse, or Otafu Me, I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Wes.
0: So let's get started. So this episode involves a manga that I recommended to Wes for once.
1: What? I
0: know. And it's one that I have been trying to get him to read as a typical theme in our podcast for a while where to the point where I was even like putting the manga on his bed on his the bedside table in his study you know in very obvious places and it wasn't until I was like you know he's never going to read this and I put it back on the bookshelf that I walked past one day and it was gone like wait so I put it back and he picks it up to read it what the hell
1: you gotta keep you guessing
0: you you keep me guessing a lot
1: good then I'm doing it right (laughs)
0: So this week we're talking about Yakusoko no Neverland or The Promised Neverland.
1: You know, that's one of the few English titles that carries across and doesn't get changed because it's not horrible.
0: Yeah, it's actually a really good title in English. I hope they... They probably asked it. I hope they asked a native
1: person for just to check it. Whether they did or not. I mean, a lot of the times nowadays you'll see manga that will try to put an English title on there, but it's really broken English. It,
0: yeah, it's really bad. Like, they put it into Google Translate or thought, hey, this looks, this sounds cool. And it's like, no, to an English speaker, it does not sound cool.
1: Huzzah. Yeah. But this time, it's nice, it's short, it's succinct, it works.
0: The Promise Neverland.
1: The Promise Neverland.
0: So we will have spoilers up to the end of Volume 4 of the manga. I highly recommend that if you have like you've probably heard of this manga slash anime if you've never seen or read it before go read it go watch it and then come back because it honestly is a lot better when you know absolutely nothing so from now on there may be spoilers to the end of volume four
1: yeah the biggest spoiler you'll pick up with in like episode one slash chapter one yes but so at least go read 20 pages of manga slash watch 20 minutes of anime and And then then you'll be fine
0: yeah so, I guess, what did you think it is a hard one to start with? Oh, I should probably say, okay. The Promise Neverland, as a quick synopsis, is about a group of kids who live in an orphanage, they find out something terrible is happening, and they need to escape.
1: do do uh, Yeah, no, that's that's more or less chapter one slash episode one, like I was just saying, that people should at least read or watch before listening to this. And it works pretty well, I think. Um. I've got two major problems with it, first of which is this is a Shonen Jump series, and it's been running now for three years, which means that math tells me there's going to be about 150 to 160 chapters. (laughs) I thought
0: you were going to say volumes for a second there. Oh, no, no.
1: So 150, 160 chapters would be, well, I know 16 volumes. Yep. And with some chapters that haven't been volumed yet. But... The premise that they give you in that first chapter isn't enough to carry for that long. Mm -hmm. And so you know there's going to be more that's going to happen there. Correct. And so there's parts of it where I feel that some of the tension is lost because you know certain characters are going to be able to do certain things.
0: So you kind of, your meta reading the manga at that point
1: yeah i I am metagaming because i just know that it's continued now for three years if you're reading it as it comes out you may get more play in that that's true yeah so it's one of those things that like once you catch up and you're reading it day week by week in weekly jump or whatever um speaking of which shonen jump has an official app in america where you can read this weekly i'm assuming yes yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do simul um pubbing simul pubbing
1: it comes out simultaneously. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: but I just found out is that you cannot read the legal app in Japan because it's blocked, which well, yeah. I kind of annoyed. But well, I can understand why, but it was like, I wanted to have a look at how they translated some stuff and I wasn't able to check it. And mm. I don't want to go look at pirated stuff because screw, ba- screw yeah. pirates.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just, but that's how they are Crunchyroll, Shonen Jump, all those things. <laughs> Whenever they have the American alternative, it's always blocked over here. But no, Um. so you get that first chapter and it's it's a horror manga at its base it's a horror manga
0: i would describe it as a thriller a sci-fi fantasy thriller is how i would describe it
1: okay up to volume four
0: it feels like a horror
1: horror slash thriller maybe but thriller and horror always go hand in hand okay um and with how volume or how without chapter one episode one ends it ends as a horror manga Then as it continues on, as you get your characters, it immediately pulls back from that because what makes it a horror manga—oh, sorry, we've already said there's going to be spoilers. The kids are being raised to be fed to demons.
0: Yay! So
1: there's a bit of a jump (laughs) in there, right? But they show you the demons at the end of chapter one slash end of episode one. I'm just going to say at the end of the first whatever chapter. And um, (laughs) they don't go back to them. You get these little glimpses here and there, but they don't really go back to them. And the first time you see them, they're drawn in a way to emphasize how just inhuman they are. They're huge with creepy long fingers and long nails and weird tubes coming out of them. And their eyes are vertical instead of horizontal. And they've got weird horns and points and shapes that aren't human.
0: Yeah, they are quite terrifying.
1: It's supposed to just be this weird thing from another world that's supposed to just kind of get at that base level of horror mm-hmm. and then they go away from that and you jump back to entirely human characters and more of a human situation of well not i mean most humans aren't raised for slaughter but
0: uh, how do you know as so green is made of people
1: that's a better joke than what i was going to make cause otherwise <laughs> we wouldn't be able to broadcast somewhere <laughs> <laughs> um, no but so then you go back to it where you just have the child cast and the people who run the orphanage and all of that slash farm. Um, and so it becomes more of a thriller because you've removed the inhuman aspect of it, I think, at that point.
0: Well, don't you mean you've removed the horror because you still have the thriller of the kids versus the yeah, adults Yeah, that's what makes it become a thriller. That's what makes escape. it
1: become a thriller as opposed to a horror. Um, but they also immediately put it, ticking clock on that Mm -hmm. which comes back to what i was saying about this is 16 volumes long it's either going to be really slow or you're going to have to change what the story is at some point because you can't have them trying to escape the orphanage for 16 volumes because the ticking clock won't last that long
0: won't it no
1: it won't (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so right away they're pretty much they find out that they're being raised for slaughter and then they're told like you've got two months, and then your three main characters are being shipped off to Fancy Demon Festival. Because their brains are the most succulent and most juicy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Where was I getting at this? Oh, so that was like the horror-thriller bit. And because the first episode is presented a horror, I think it actually goes too long. Both in the manga and in the anime. Really? Oh, yeah. I would assume that the anime is going to cut off right around where Volume 4 cuts off, because that's a good season there. Kids in an orphanage, kids discover some horrible thing, some horrible fate awaits them, kids escape orphanage. That's what I would assume is going to be your first season, because if you cut it off anywhere else, you've either gone too far, like they did in uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, where you're then just left with this little trail on after the natural story ended, and people are going... What's the point of this? And if you cut it too soon, you're going to have a bunch of people unhappy that it didn't finish. And they'll want to go read the manga to figure out what happened there. But it's, it's, you're essentially leaving your entire audience blue and that sucks. So for me, the best cutoff would be, for the first season, Escape from the Orphanage.
0: I guess we're going to have to finish watching anime then.
1: But then we're saying you have to fit—because now I'm saying you have to fit four volumes into whatever it is a season 13 episodes 12, 12 episodes
0: 12 13 i'm not sure
1: which means you're going to have to do compression now the first episode of the anime is essentially the first chapter of the manga entirely they end at the same spot with slight differences between the two um but then that just means you're gonna have to comp- compress even more into your remaining episodes if you're cutting off at the point that i think would be the natural cutoff point and so there's certain beats in the story that I think would work really well as a cliffhanger for a next episode. That's going to be things like, um, uh, sister crone showing up, Ray revealing he's a traitor. Um, uh, what's your name? Emma getting her leg broken. There's certain points that make perfect cutoffs to be, Oh my goodness. I got to tune in next time. And I think that, with chapter one and with episode one, they went too far. And I think the perfect cutoff for that first bit would be the reveal of Connie in the back of the truck dead. I think that's your cutoff point. I think going on to show the demons having the whole discussion and then they have to find the bunny under the truck and then there's, they have to run back to the house and they have their heartfelt conversation, and everything. I think that drags on too much for me. I, I think,
0: even think it does.
1: Uh, I think for me that first episode got has to end with a dead child.
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean, it does in the manga, doesn't it? Don't? No.
1: The manga no? goes to the same distance. Okay. I checked that right after we watched episode uh, one. Oh,
0: okay. Well the thing is is that they need to give the characters motivation like, okay, so there's dead kid in the back of like they one of their friends is now dead. I think they needed to have the we're gonna escape and then the episode ends on Mama looking like what the fuck?
1: Angry at the bunny, angry, yeah.
0: yeah. She knows something. She knows somebody knows. She knows
1: something's up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think this is what the episode didn't do as well as the manga. Is the manga has narration and the anime does not.
0: Well, you can't have an anime with narration you without it, it. It can be, be weird. It
1: can be weird, but I think that also helps a lot in the manga because in the first, uh, as it starts up, they slowly ramp up the weirdness. It starts off oh, yeah. kids in orphanage. And as a reader, you're like, Yeah, these kids in orphanage have numbers tattooed on their neck. That's kind of weird. But, you know, they wake up and the kids are running around and the older kids are crawling uh crawling the younger ones and they all go to breakfast and there's Mama running the orphanage and everyone loves her and she's so kind and the kids are so happy. But then as the narration says, it's like they may not be blood related to me, but we're still siblings. and We still all love each other. And this is how our regular day goes. We've got nice fluffy beds that we wake up in. We've got huge uh, breakfast that's delicious. And we eat that and we have our clean white clothes that we wear and we've all got numbers printed on our necks and it's like slowly wrapping this up. And then when you turn the page, you have this whole like splash page of kids sitting in a darkened room wearing headphones and it says, and we have our daily tests and it's just because of the narration it, it's like it
0: it ramps up ramps up the tension it ramps really up the tension nicely. but it
1: also ramps up just the absurdity of it yeah like this is not normal this is not what kids in orphanage are doing and so i think you build this up and you kind of get the audience going what's going, what's going on what's going on what's going on and that's why you want to end with the body that's why that's where you end because you know this whole thing comes up connie goes off to be taken to her new family it's so nice she's being adopted but she forgot Uh, Mr. Bunny, and so they go running after her to give the bunny back, and they find this empty room, and there's this truck, and, like, what's going on? Where's Connie? Where's Mama? And that's when they look in the back of the truck, and you see the body. And I think, for me, that's why you have to cut it off there, because that's just—everything's been weird and out of place and slowly ramping up, and once you get a body in a truck, that's it. You either end right there, or you just end with, like, a shot of the demon, and then it cuts. But when the demons come in and they're talking normally and all that, I think you almost lose that build up right there. I don't think so. Ah, uh, no.
0: I don't think so. Especially because then, I mean, as you said, this is a jump comic. As the first chapter or as the first episode of a jump comic, they need to establish the character's motivation. And their motivation is to escape. And I know you could probably guess that from, you know, a dead body. But I I I, I think that's why they had it in there.
1: Mm, I think that should be chapter two still well i think i think we have
0: to disagree on that one <laughs> I,
1: I, I don't know just for me i don't it's for me the emphasis shouldn't be on the characters it should be on the reader and it's how do you get the reader to come back now the readers are going to come back because it's got a bunch of demons and stuff and you're going to keep reading it i just feel that if i were to read a story and it were to end with a child's body in the back of a truck as like chapter one you'd be like right chapter two now
0: to be fair, I mean you've read four volumes of the manga now. I also you read four volumes in like two days,
1: three days, three no. days. Well, I read one volume in like two days, and then the next three, yes,
0: yes. So you you stormed through that pretty quickly. And when I read it, I stormed through it really quickly because at the end of each chapter, there was it felt like there was always a cliffhanger, and I had to read the next one.
1: I mean, at one point, there's literally a cliffhanger.
0: Nah, nah. But that's what I really like about this series is that there's always. Something that makes you want to read the next chapter. Yeah, and um, that's another thing I like. I think the manga does better than the anime as well. Is that as a thriller, I I still think of it as a thriller. There's always there's always something going on that you can't quite see.
1: Oh no, they do a good job to. at hinting at things yeah. that will play later, and some things you get a quick play off like the pen, and other ones like uh, the azaleas. The Azaleas are interesting. Mm. Because I keep getting these ideas for them, and you go back and you reread part of it and you're like, No, that's not the case. Like, yeah, for some all the dead people have an azalea bursting out of their heart, and it's weird. And at first, like, when I read the bit with uh Sister Crone when she's kind of talking to the kids, and she's like, Oh no, once you uh essentially test out of the livestock and into the farmer uh Classes, um, they implant a chip into your heart. I was like, oh, maybe that's what, you know, when they kill you, the chip like somehow bursts into a flower or something. But no, if you go back and you look when she dies, you can see them stabbing the flower into her. But what's interesting that I also noticed is that when they stab the flower into her, there's no flowers on it. It's just a bush or whatever, it's just a stem. And that, then when she's dead lying on the ground, that's got all the flowers in bloom. So there's something going on with those azaleas. Yeah. But... And
0: it hints from very early on lots of different little things about the story. And you you find that, I mean, there's still so much that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but and the one thing I was going to say is that I like about them hinting and about the kind of double-sidedness um, that works really well in the manga is how the language is used. And this, I don't know, this is why I wanted to check the English translation. It's because this is something that only Japanese tends to do and only tends to work really well in Japanese and that's when you have um, the kanji Chinese character word and then next to it has the reading which is pretty standard in a jump comic because they're aimed at children so they want to make it easier for kids to read however in this manga it happens like more times than I've ever seen in any other comic is they'll have the kanji word and then they'll have a different reading so a different word next to it kind of hinting at something but actually saying something different
1: i feel that mostly happens once the audience is in on it
0: yeah but they also i they they use it now and then to hint at other things that's true and for one so for an example they had um like the kanji for i guess basically farmers
1: yeah, they've got a kanji uh, for farmer and the kanji for produce, but next yeah. to it it says
0: it says mama and the others, and for produce they'll say children. Yeah, and later on there happens a lot with like um, enemy, and then they'll have like oh wait no, they'll say a character's name and then next to it, it will say enemy. That kind of thing. Like that. That I really really liked reading this, and I was when I first read it as well. I was like, how on earth are they going to translate this?
1: I mean you've done manga you kind of have to work around it sometimes
0: yeah unfortunately i mean that's that's a shame though because i think you lose that kind of double-sidedness of the language and it doesn't it wouldn't work as well in english so they probably did just have to say the same same with the anime they just had to say the word that they were saying not at the word that they were hinting at
1: oh yeah I, i in anime and in songs Actually, in songs, more so than anime. In songs, they have a really big tendency to do stuff like this. <laughs> yes. And it always annoys me because I'm going, if you're listening to it, you're not getting this double meaning. Unless and, you
0: read the lyrics, and, which and, well, and so many people see.
1: buy songs digitally. You don't get the lyrics in the CD packet like you used to. So, you know, artists may think they're being so clever doing this, but no one's ever going to know unless you sing it at karaoke. Okay. Which admittedly is a bigger thing in Japan. So maybe that's what they're doing it for. Maybe that's how it works.
0: Maybe. But... It works really well in manga if you can read Japanese.
1: <laughs> it's true. There's one line, or there's one word that they keep doing that for that really annoyed me. Oh, what's that? Um, I don't remember what it's called in Japanese, but the tefari. tefari.
0: Tefari. Tefari. Tefari.
1: Yeah, that's what it's. they put the reading as in Katakana next to it. And it's for this holy demon festival.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it really annoyed me because I went, oh, that's interesting. they have gone with an Italian word. And I went to try to figure it out. And it doesn't exist. The word doesn't exist.
0: Oh, it's made up.
1: It's made up. But it sounds Italian. Ah. <laughs> and so I was like trying to figure it out, like Googling the word Tafari, trying to figure out out. Um, it doesn't exist. <laughs>
0: well, that's part of the world building is that it has a lot of made up stuff.
1: True. But that you'll for find out the other demon thing, other demon words, they don't even attempt to give you a reading. It's literally just a squiggle on a page.
0: Oh, that's for a special... Demon. Demon. I figured that. Yeah. And, yeah, I like that they give you this this squiggle and you have no idea how it's said or read. I wonder how they tackle that in the anime. We'll have to keep watching for that.
1: Burst of static. I have no idea. We haven't got that far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just the children, like, gargling. (laughs) So was there anything else that you liked about the manga or what you've read so far?
1: I like the art for the most part. There's some bits where I feel that it's almost a little too sketchy for me. Like, literally sketched. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do like the fact that in kind of, to keep you off kilter, very little of it is drawn with right angles. A lot of the times they're going to use a lot of weird angles or weird geometry in the drawings that I think work pretty well.
0: Yeah, I have the, um, actually the artist i I found it weird at first, and then I got used to it, and then I fell in love with that art and I've got their art book on our bookshelf.
1: oh nice,
0: yeah, I'll have to show it to you afterwards, <laughs> but it's just their style it's just a very strange style and it, it if you didn't know this was jump you wouldn't you probably wouldn't guess it was jump. It's so different from every other jump comic out there
1: the big thing that hints at it being jump slash Sunday slash champion and probably jump maybe champion. Is the fact that it stars children.
0: It stars very optimistic children.
1: A lot of jump comics do.
0: Exactly. But I think the optimism and this, the sheer, I'm going to do it no matter what attitude, that's something you need in a jump protagonist.
1: But I think that's what would, you'd look at and go, like, okay, yeah, that's jump. Because you're not going to see other magazines printing things like that.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you have to admit the art style is very different from most jump comics. The fact that the protagonist is a girl is also not common in a shonen series. True. I think also kind of going back to the thriller aspect is that this when I, when I read this it felt like I was reading um Death Note for the first time again.
1: I've never read Death Note.
0: I know, but I it it had a very similar style of finishing on cliffhangers and keeping you one like making you want to keep reading. Um even though I think this handled an ongoing story better than death note did because death note had a stupid bit in the middle that just ruined it for a lot of people
1: that makes me want to go read it
0: <laughs> well you you know it's and i'm I, again spoilers and death note's been out for years so if you haven't it was when l oh, dies l, yeah okay and they replace him with somebody else
1: so you mean it does exactly what sword art online does where they essentially finish yeah. the story and then decide to have a second season for shits and giggles that nobody likes
0: yeah but sword art online is also based on a light novel series which just doesn't end That's they always the have to with go most to a new comics. game <laughs> yeah no but i do think um actually the apparently the manga car for the promised neverland has everything planned from start to finish so they know exactly where they're going and it's not going to be like attack and titan when they say oh it's populous so i'm going to keep it going and never actually tell anybody anything
1: or one piece
0: or one piece
1: or bleach
0: yeah, but Bleach—they never said that they had an ending in plan, did they? I think they did. Oh,
1: and you know what? All of these have in common. A jump. They're all jump comics.
0: But I'm hoping that's not going to be the case with this jump. because they can't. With just how the story is, they can't not end it. There has to be an ending in sight because there's so much setup that they need to plan it well in advance in order to give the delivery that they're going for.
1: Well, the whole point of this is the kids are trying to escape, so they're not in the delivery.
0: <laughs> hey
1: these are the jokes folks
0: <laughs> yeah a bunch of people just turn this off
1: yay <laughs> um
0: but i do think they have a plan i do think they like they continue keeping you reading
1: true uh one of the things that the author did in volume four saying keeping you reading that really put me off was they did something in volume four that i hate in ongoing stories that really puts me off of reading okay and that was they have this whole reveal at the end of volume four where it's like this is what's happening this is what's happening this is what's happening and then one of the characters goes ha! this isn't what's happening we've been doing something secretly for the past two months that we didn't bother to show on the page so this is what's actually happening and if it's like A, I'm slightly annoyed because those two months were just done in this time jump. No, but A, it was they did that as a time jump, and then they were like, oh, but actually big things were happening during this time jump that we chose not to tell you, so it would come as a surprise. And if it's like a side character or something doing that, I'm fine with it, but when it's a main character doing it, it just really annoys me, especially when it's not the end. Like when you're watching a heist film, like Ocean's Eleven, And at the end of Ocean's Eleven, you have the whole montage where they're going, like, "Uh aha, you know, you were watching what happened, but here's what actually happened, because some of the things you saw were actually us in disguise doing it. That's the climax of the film, and the film's over. But then when you go to watch Ocean's Twelve, you spend the whole movie watching it going, what's actually happening, what's actually happening? You can't trust anything you're seeing. And so if I continue reading this past Volume 4 now, I can't take anything that the main character—because it's the main character who does this, Emma— I can't take anything Emma does at face value anymore because the author has already showed that they're willing to be like a, that was a ruse. And we're doing something else the whole time that we don't give you any hints at. It's like when you're reading a It, and you're trying to figure out who the killer is. And then at the end, the author pulls a killer out of nowhere using all sorts of information they never showed you during the story. Mm. As a reader, you feel really cheated. And so there was no hints towards what was coming. It was just a it was a ruse. And that oh, that just annoys me as a reader.
0: I was honestly annoyed by that at first as well, yeah. especially by the time jump, which I do have to admit, there are a couple of time jumps and they do do that a few times. But, uh... but, but it works as a narrative, as a plot device for this story, I think. Like it, it annoyed me at first, but then I got used to it. And I kind of, in, I had to learn to not be annoyed by it. It is good. It is really good. I hate that. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: And again, it's like, if it was Ray who had done it, I wouldn't have cared. Because that's Ray's character. He's a manipulative dick. (laughs) It's what he does.
0: Ray's such a nice guy. He has like the whole
1: reveal that I was a traitor all along. And they kind of go back and they flesh out some of the bits that happened here and there. And, you know, it explains like... Oh, a little bit here, a little bit there, or things like that that didn't really change what had happened so far because your main character is Emma, and then kind of as sub main characters, but not really main characters, you've got Norman and Ray, and Norman is "quote unquote" dead. Bullshit. <laughs> they they give yes. him the whole um what is it? They give him the whole Pulp Fiction box where he opens a door and there's something shiny inside. and He goes <gasps> and then you don't see him anymore. So yeah, he's "quote unquote dead, but he'll be coming back, guaranteed. Um <laughs> uh, you don't he, he doesn't do it in the first four volumes. It's entirely conjecture on my part, but if I'm not right, I'll put up a video on, on anabroscreative.com of I don't know, me doing dogeza or something. Uh, I'll
0: hold you to that.
1: Fair enough. He's Ta- coming back. <laughs> time so. to catch
0: up with the next 12 volumes. Jesus.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, so if it's if it's more of a minor character or something like that, or uh, they have they essentially they have Phil kind of do one, and Phil is this four and a half year old child, and it works because he's not a minor character and you spend no time with him, but when you're supposed to be spending like every moment with Emma as she goes through and tries to figure out how you escape and all that, and then the only time you don't spend with her is this two month time skip that they do, and then they just have this whole it was a ruse. I'm like that's lazy storytelling. But was me?
0: They're all minors. Hi ho. it it happened for a reason and i think it was done it was done well in the end still annoyed me okay fair enough are you are you still gonna keep reading it though well
1: so what i said at the beginning of this review was that because of the timer uh they have to get out of the orphanage and by the end of part four volume four i'm essentially at the climax where they're getting out of the orphanage so i'm gonna at least read enough to continue to see what the story is afterwards but i don't know if i'm willing to uh, devote myself once again to a jump series
0: Mm, fair enough
1: devoting a jump series mm, is painful
0: (laughs) well i it's not as bad as those shorter series that just never end
1: and I haven't read one of those in a while, either.
0: No. Actually, we haven't read Shoujo in a long time.
1: But even so, the Shoujo that we really liked, all finished. That is true. I think all the Shoujo that we've really liked are done by this point. Yep. Like, by 16, 17, 18 volumes, they're all done. It's only the ones that go on for 50 volumes, like Skip Beat, that Wee, we Skip drop B. and hate. <laughs> that one's for you, Stacey. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to continue reading to see where it goes, but I'm feeling really hesitant about, conf- about committing myself for the long run.
0: Is that why... Because you normally enjoy light-hearted shoujo romance stories. Yes. And I really like stories that have a narrative. And so this is great because I'm so invested in the plot. Is that why you don't like stories that will invest you because you're scared about being hurt again? Did, mm. did a manga hurt you, Wes?
1: I don't like stories that don't end, and I don't trust jump series to end. And when they do end, I don't trust them to end satisfactorily, because it usually just seems to be a, well, you're not making the numbers you used to, Bessie. Time to put you out to pasture.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's how jump series ends.
0: It's true, but still. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of appropriate for the theme of this, but I don't think it's never, like, this is super popular. Every single time a new volume comes out, there's always mountains in the store.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's a popular jump comic. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, I accidentally walked into a bookshop on the day that all the new jump things came out. And there were tables just straining under the weight because you had... Uh, I know that one of the big ones was the new My Hero came out, the new, I think, Kimetsu one Piece. no Yaiba came out, yeah. the new One Piece came out.
0: And the new Yakusoko no Neverland. <laughs> yeah, and
1: so there was just mounds on these tables that were sitting there going, oh no, put me out of my misery. <laughs> it was but, ridiculous.
0: That is one thing I do like about Jump Comics is that they they release a chapter so quickly that you don't have to wait long until the next volume comes out. Because I'm not going to buy the paperback magazines because otherwise... We'll have piles and piles in our living room.
1: Yeah, you, you and you, you get a new volume every two months because it's weekly jump and there's eight to nine chapters in a volume.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm, I know I will keep buying these whether you keep reading them
1: or not. Well, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't read. I just, Good. <laughs> I like, I never feel as comfortable that a manga actually is planned out start, middle, end. Mm. 'Cause so many of them do give into
0: weak editorial popular.
1: pushes. Yeah. And then you just get these things that just get dragged on and on, and next thing you know, you're in an endless eight Harley situation where you're reading the same school festival from the point of view of six different characters, and you're going, Oh my goodness, thank goodness, uh quintessential quintuplets is finally over.
0: <laughs> Did you read that?
1: I don't think I've read every chapter because the writer writers got bored when I'm going to wait for the next plot point to start up.
0: Wow. Well, what about so one, uh, in an earlier episode, we talked about um, Komi san can't communicate. How do you know that that's going to end? Because that's my problem with romance manga is are they actually ever going to get together? And I normally lose interest by the time they do.
1: No, that's a fair point because Komi san has now been going on for 15 volumes.
0: Yeah. So probably about the same length as Promise Neverland.
1: Yeah. Komi-san's also more so a gag manga.
0: Mm. So you'll read every chapter just because it's funny?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't watch a lot of live-action television shows because eventually they just try to pack too much drama into them and I hate them because I know there's never going to be a payoff because there can never be a payoff because then the show's over. And... But if I sit down and I mean, I don't really watch The Simpsons anymore, but just things like that. If you sit down and you watch an episode of The Simpsons, yeah, you may be in season whatever, but it doesn't really matter what season you're in. Mm. And if it ended the next day, it also wouldn't really matter because there's no, you're not waiting for that payoff. Now, Komi san has been getting more plot driven, which I've been enjoying, but it doesn't feel like they're just taking one event and stretching it too far. As soon as they do that, I'll drop it, too. I have no loyalty. If I'm not entertained, you know, I'm not going to buy it. That's wow. the kind of consumer I am.
0: You're such a heel, Wiz.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> I
0: have no loyalty. All of you come. scum.
1: <laughs> no, but that's, that's when I look at these types of things. That's just how it is for me, is that once a show or a manga or something like that is just is boring, I'm out. And that's, to me, that's based on my opinion of a show or manga or whatever. You know, I don't expect everyone else to agree or anything like that. But once I'm done with it, I'm done. It's uh, The new Star Wars just came out. And I don't think you either you or I want to go see it in the theater.
0: Nah, I because got bored of, bored of it. Because we're
1: both bored of it now. There's, no, there's nothing dragging us in. When The Force Awakens came out, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was still coming off of this. You know, my memories of Star Wars, which are great. And you never really cared in the first place, but it was, there was enough public upswell that you kind of got caught up in the just general emotion and you go and you see it and you're like, okay. And then slowly by this time, you're just like, yeah, I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. We didn't see the last, not Harrison Ford one. Crap. Han Solo. Han Solo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I eventually saw that on DVD, I think.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. How was it?
1: It was a movie.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: (laughs) I mean... I guess The Mandalorian is supposed to be pretty good, but it just it, that's the thing for me, is that it, even if it's the biggest thing to me...
0: I don't care.
1: I don't care. Yeah.
0: I really hope that you don't stop caring about this, because I'd like to talk to you about a lot of the things that happen later, because I haven't had anyone to talk to about this, <laughs> which is another reason I wanted you to read it.
1: But it's a jump comic. Isn't everyone reading it?
0: Yeah, but no one that I talk to. me. <laughs> I haven't got any friends, Wes. This is why I I podcast with you.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) The truth comes out.
1: Jeez, talk about an expose. (sighs) No, but no, I will continue reading it for at least a little bit longer, just because I want to see what's going to happen to the story once they're out of the orphanage. And then depending on where it goes from there will depend on if I keep reading it.
0: Fair enough. Any other thoughts?
1: Well, now that I've revealed how horrible of a person I am and how I'm so self-serving when it comes to media, I think I don't have anything else to say.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was another episode of Otapu Susume, our recommendations from my Otaka spouse. Uh,
0: you can find us online at Annie Creative, as well as Um If you enjoyed this episode and you know somebody who has read the manga or seen the anime feel free to share it with them because that'll be awesome we'd love to have more listen otherwise we'll see you in the next episode
1: bye. yeah you've been spoiled but go read and watch it anyway <laughs> thanks for listening bye, bye.